Well, good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast of Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Thursday, August 25th, 2022. And our top story today, creative aging arts programs aim to improve the well-being of our aging population. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Jessica Ball is the director of the Delaware Division of the Arts. Jessica, thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. I'm really excited to talk about our Access Creative Aging program. And, and, and I, I am so excited to talk to you about this because it gets me enthused knowing as I age that there are programs like this around our country for people, you know, and they don't have to sit at home. They have things that they can do. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your division, uh, the Creative Arts Division within Delaware. It seems rather unique. It, it is and it isn't. It's, um, it's really uh, almost every state and territory in the United States has a state agency for the arts or a state arts council. This, Jeffrey, really came out of um, when the National Endowment for the Arts and the National Endowment for the Humanities were created in 1965. Um, the feds needed state and local partners to grant federal funds to so that federal funds for arts and humanities could get into the states and and to local communities. So a lot of state arts agencies started popping up in the late 60s and 70s. Um, Our state arts council uh, popped up around then. And then the division of the arts was created by the Delaware legislature in 1989. So our main function is to grant out federal and state funds for arts and culture programs throughout the state of Delaware. We fund nonprofit arts and culture organizations. We fund nonprofit organizations that offer arts programming to their community members. And we also fund artists and uh, creative entrepreneurs in the state of Delaware. Our money goes all the way up and down the state. It reaches, you know, every county and uh, many of the cities in Delaware. What and a then great mission. Oh, I'm it's sorry, a great ahead. mission. No, no, it's great. And then the division also, aside from, from you know, our granting, we put on um, programs and events of our own, and we provide technical support to the arts and culture sector. So we sponsor the um, Poetry Out Loud, which is a national competition for high school students in, in spoken word poetry. Uh, we we manage the state competition, and then each year Delaware sends a student to the national competition. Um, we have uh, our website called DelawareScene.com. It's an amazing uh, arts and culture calendar at everyone's fingertips. You can see what's going on on any given day in any given place in the state so that you are never bored. <laughs> and so there's, you know, that's just a couple of examples of things we do outside of, of granting. Yeah, and, and look, if you ever need someone, I grew up in Maryland, but Delaware is like a second home. Uh, if you ever need someone to be in the King and I, I did that as a young boy. I was one of the children in Rogers and Hammerstein's King and I. All right, let's, let's talk about this because Delaware's elderly population is gonna set to grow by 50% uh, by 2030. How does the, does the division address that? Because elderly people, mature, I, you know, I call them mature Americans, they need 
uh, outlets as well, and they love the performing arts and they want to do things of culture. That's absolutely right. Um, you know, Delaware is booming in terms of a, a destination for retirement. Um, all of us that live in the state know there's been an incredible amount of development, especially in Kent and Sussex counties. Um, and we're just seeing a huge influx of 55 plus residents moving to Delaware and making this their home, um, you know, sort of as they retire and post retirement. And, um, you know, we really have to understand that even though people retire and even though we all age, we still have so much to offer in terms of our creativity and our creative lives. Um, of course, a lot of us want to remain patrons of the arts and go to arts events, but I think it's important for us to also explore our own individual creativity. Everyone has an artist in them. And this program is designed to bring that out in people with an end goal of really creating um, connections with, with other people, improving our overall health, especially our mental health and our, our social well-being. Um, and it's, it's really geared to show our 55 plus adults in Delaware that it's never too late to learn something new or pick up a new skill. And some of these folks that are participating in this program, it's an in-depth program and they take this on and continue with their learning. And honestly, I can see this generating a whole bunch of new creative entrepreneurs who are establishing second careers uh, in the arts. And that is just so exciting for us at the division. Yeah, it, it is exciting. And I like that you say that with everyone and within everyone is an artist because my wife would beg to disagree when I play the guitar and sing to her. <laughs> um, let's talk about the importance of mental health. I got one more question before we go to a commercial break. But sure. I, I want to hit on this because the pandemic was really hard on all of us financially, from a health perspective. But what was often overlooked is that mental health component. And uh, look, I don't think it's a surprise to you or anyone else watching the program. Uh, be being in a sense of community, being with other people, by and large, we're social creatures. We need that. So it's important to foster that type of uh, community. And it has great mental health benefits as well. It really does. And there is so much um, you know, work uh, and study going on nationally uh, between the links of arts engagement and our mental health and our social and emotional well-being. Um, so uh, Lifetime Arts, who is a national leader in, in creative aging, has helped us develop this program and train our teaching artists. And what we're seeing is, you know, throughout the course of these eight-week programs, Folks are coming in and building lasting bonds and friendships with their with their fellow uh, learners in their classes. Um, they're building bonds with the artists that are teaching the courses because they are so, you know, intensive and spread out over eight weeks. It really gives folks an opportunity to become social and make new friends. And what our librarians and teaching artists were witnessing is that these folks were going out and getting coffee or drinks afterwards. 
Some of them are now going on vacation together over the summer. So, I mean, aside from learning a whole new skill set in the arts, um, a lot of these uh, a lot of these participants have made new friends for a lifetime that have a similar interest and and something that they can bond over. And I think coming out of two years plus of of practical isolation, um, this is so so critical for our mental health and our social well being. I think yeah. it's also important. Um, there is something about, you know, keeping our motor skills, keeping our hand-eye coordination, um, and and the arts. Whether you're doing visual arts or performing arts, we we offer dance, we offer theater. It's really keeping our bodies moving and keeping our minds sharp. Yeah, really important. And it's so uh, you you just mentioned that we were just talking about the the quarantine. It's so debilitating not to interact and and you don't want to lose those motor skills because it just makes life really hard uh, at, at the end of the day. Jessica, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about accessing the performing arts, how you can learn uh, a skill in the arts world. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repaired for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. 
Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. back. We're talking to Jessica Ball of the Delaware Division of the Arts. Jessica, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And, and I want to ask you, um, and, and not everyone watching this program is a Delawarean. Uh, they may be in other parts of the country, but um, how d- does one access, for Delaware in particular, and so maybe there's similar sites at various states and, and uh, territories, but how does one access and, and the program uh, if they're interested, if they're hearing this for the first time and say, I, I want to do that. Maybe they want to go to Rehoboth Beach and they want to, you know, on vacation, they want to go drive up from Maryland and do that. How do they access the program? How do they get involved? Sure, sure. So um, the Division of the Arts has created a partnership with the Division of Libraries. Um, we have a longstanding relationship with libraries and bringing arts arts into the libraries. As we all know, libraries are amazing community hubs. Um, they're a place that you know, feel 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 welcoming uh, to communities. Everybody's pretty familiar with their local libraries, and libraries have, of course, expanded um, what they what they do and what they offer communities. And so, this partnership has been really interesting. What we do is um, put a call out to libraries each year to see who all is interested in participating. Um, Our first year pilot program uh, just wrapped up and we're launching our second year now. Um, The first year program included about eight libraries and 12 programs throughout the state. Um, We're hoping this year to expand to at least 15 libraries up and down the state. And the way to know is to um, get in touch with your local library. Uh, Whatever is your closest community library, all you have to do is call them and say, are you guys offering the Access Creative Aging Program? And if they are, you can just sign up with them. And if they aren't, but they're getting calls uh, wondering about it, then I'm sure they'll be in touch with us to to get added into the program. So we want to, as much as possible, meet the demand of the communities as we as we slowly grow this program throughout the state. Uh, Jessica, one of the areas that I know you you and the team have been focused on, which is underserved communities. So you don't have to be in a particular community to participate. This is really available to all Delawareans, regardless of where what community you're in. That's correct. It's 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 open to all Delawareans. They're, the libraries that um, are participating. Uh, some of them are in you know our cities. Some of them are in our rural areas. Um, there's participating libraries in every county um, with the hope that folks don't have to travel very far to to get to these programs and they are free. 
So that makes them very accessible for all Delawareans. We are fortunate to, to have funding to pay for this program. So anyone who wants to participate, all you have to do is call your library and sign up. You don't have to pay a thing. And our hope is that you don't have to travel too far either. Because uh, like I said, there's so many libraries participating, whether you're in the city or whether you're in a more rural area. Yeah, and, and you can also pick up a book if you're going to the library too, by the way. The yeah. Books still, right? I mean, not that, you know, we want to be promoting still, libraries. Yeah, they it's still a great, have way books. To, great way to consume, <laughs> consume as well. Uh, you know, you mentioned logistics, and for many Americans, including Delawareans, we've seen some higher gas prices. Are there things, I know you said that the libraries typically are centrally located in a town or community, but are there um, logistics in place, for example, to shuttle groups of, uh, mature folks from uh, where they're staying, maybe they're in a group community or something like that to bring them to the library, or does that vary on a library by library basis? You know, that's a great question. And it's something that um, we are considering for the future as we grow this program. As I said, we just wrapped up our, our pilot of the project and we're just starting to launch into our second year. And I think you're bringing up a really, uh, a really great point. Um, the Division of the Arts does offer transportation grants for uh, schools for our public and charter schools. Um, so in the future, as we grow this program and we, we get a sense of what the demand is, I could definitely see, uh, you know, there is precedent for um, the division granting money to bus people from, you know, from where they are to arts locations. Yeah. Uh, last question, and this is kind of an out of the blue question, but, you know, the performing arts took a real hit uh, during the pandemic because people couldn't go to shows. They couldn't, you know, it's really hard to, to sing with a mask on, although I guess it's possible. Uh, has this, has have you seen just in general the performing arts really pick back up in the state of Delaware, um, either because of the program or just in general? I mean, are Delawareans coming out to see the latest uh, musical uh, or or spoken word poetry? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, the arts were disproportionately impacted by all of the shutdowns and, and the restrictions on gatherings during the pandemic. And, um, you know, they certainly pivoted and, and offered virtual performances and outdoor performances. But as, um, as, as we are sort of moving and trying to come out of the pandemic, we are seeing arts organizations start to gear back up and offer lots of, you know, the programming that um, that communities are used to getting. Uh, we are seeing excitement, you know, from from patrons who are returning. Um, you know, people are in a place now where if they want to see an event and they feel comfortable wearing a mask, that's great. You know, wear a mask and, and come out to an event. Um, you know, I think it's going to take some time for the arts to fully recover, for audiences to come back in the numbers that were pre-pandemic numbers. But we are starting to see this sort of slow rebound in the sector for sure. Well, that's great to hear. And, and kudos to you and your team uh, and the rest of the folks um, at, in Delaware for creating this program. And look, who knows, you may find the next Bob Ross and Maybe people watching this may not know who Bob Ross is, but he's the happy 
painter, used to be on PBS. He's long gone, but he was, man, I still watch those programs. Jessica, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks, Jeffrey, for having us. It's been so fun to talk about the, our Access Creative Aging program. And I, I hope folks call their local libraries. Thanks, Jessica. Great to see you. Thanks for sharing your perspective. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives? Check out our latest content. We'll visit our website and, of course, our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.